All right, and we're back. We have a special guest with us today. We have Freddie's brother, Brian, who we've been talking about for some time, but we've been talking offline um, about your brother and the story. And well, this is, you know, a special episode, I would say. He's just one of those people who's better heard and not seen, but okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yo, man, welcome to the show, bro. Cool, thanks. Thanks, well, for, thanks for inviting me. Welcome now. to the show, man. No, dude, because, like, you're the reason that, not you're the reason, but, like, I told Kirby, like, after the first episode how much you loved the podcast and, like, the one piece of advice you gave me was, like, yo, don't you bastards quit this after episode one, man. Well, like, I, well I wasn't referring as a bastard to him. <laughs> I wasn't referring as a bastard to you. Of course. No, I know. I know. No, but, uh, you know, Kirby being my friend long enough, Kirby knows when I'm calling him a bastard in a good way. Right. Um, no, he's like, yeah, man, don't y'all give this up after episode one, man. There's something here, man. Like, I don't want to hear you fucking say, oh, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Freddie's been telling me that you've been listening. You've been telling him yeah. how great the show is. Thank you. We really appreciate no, it's, it. No, it's really good because it's like, you know, it's, it's probably sounds, can I curse on this? Yeah, you yeah. can curse right, on it, yeah. yeah. All right, it probably sounds fucked up, but it's like, visually, I can't see him. Mm-hmm. But when I was like hearing him, I was like, yo, I was like, who is this? <laughs> so, you know, it's like he went from like, you know, being Freddie to like being, um, what's that, uh, Knight Rider. Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah, like literally, he, like he transitioned from being, you know, average Freddie to Knight Rider. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like, so, you know, mentally, like when I started hearing his voice, I, all I could th- think about is the Knight Rider theme song. And I'm like, oh, this man, this man, <laughs> did it. really good. Did it. Wait, did so it. have you been did to it. any of his, of his comedy shows in the past? I've been to two of his comedy shows. Okay. I used to write some of his jokes. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, everybody called me a comedian, but I have stage fright. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't, I was like, now nah. he's like, go up there. I was like, nah. So some of my jokes are really like rated R, I said, and especially nowadays in society, you know, like my, well, I, that's why I wrote a lot of his jokes, but it's like. You never told I, me I, that your I, brother wrote jokes for you. I never told you a lot of things my brother did. <laughs> yeah. So I would write a lot of his jokes and then um, some things he weren't, he wasn't comfortable saying. And then like, cause I, I, I say a lot of me- unfiltered. I have a, first of all, I'm, I'm unfiltered. I say a lot, I say a lot of stuff. Right. Uh, you can be unfiltered here uh, yeah. on this show. You know why? Because who the fuck tells a dude in a wheelchair going to the movies is great if you're handicapped because you get handicapped seating and a free blow job. What? <laughs> who? Now, well, well yeah. it's, it's, it's funny. Your reaction to that was pretty funny. So, like, <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I've said, I've said a lot of things. Uh, too, okay. I, yeah. I'm telling you, like, this one time we were in the hospital. I was in the hospital, and I was, like, giving Facebook updates on my surgery. You and I weren't friends yet, I don't think. but Or we were, but we weren't paying attention. No, I don't and remember. You this, this one, surgery. This one time he fucking hijacks my Facebook He's like, the worst thing about being in rehab is that you can't watch porn. And he's like, I've been suffering from limp dick for two weeks. I'm like, you're going to get me fucking shot here, dude. Like, <laughs> well, you're going to get me thrown out of rehab. Well, for me, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like, I think after like 2009, which was probably like two years after high school, like I just, you know, I stopped holding back my tongue. So I just say it to anybody, whether it's a cop, whether it's a judge, whether it's like, I remember I got a red a ticket for like a red light camera. And I did stop, and, mm-hmm. and you could tell I stopped. I was like, so I told the, the judge, was like, you know, well, did you know you're supposed to make? I was like, are you paying attention to the same thing I'm looking at? Because like, you're obviously not. <laughs> oh, so, he, so he got pissed, and he right. just slammed the, he slammed the gavel, and he was like, give him a ticket. So I snatched the ticket out of the sheriff, hand, the deputy's hand. I was like, you can double it, triple it, whatever, man. I was, I'll pay for it. As I walked out, and my brother, my other brother, was waiting for me. He's like, I thought I told you to shut up. I was like, No, man. I said well, I don't back down from nobody. You guys are definitely brothers because I could totally see you doing something like that too. And you know what's funny is like our history, man. He can tell we didn't like each other when we first met. He didn't like me. 
Yeah, before we get to that, because I was like, I definitely would like to hear how sure. you guys met, but I would like to know a little bit more about before you guys met, like mm. what was uh, the history? Like you guys didn't know anything about each other no. until a certain age? No. Well, that's, well, gonna, that's or, like, pretty much you grew up in like, did you guys grow up kind of like in the same area or, or no? You want me to take this one? Uh, no, I'll take okay, it. Go ahead. That's well, he's our guest. I want to hear him. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's pretty much going to transition into how I met him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had no idea he even existed. Okay. Um, yeah. I knew of uh, my older brother who passed away from a motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also obviously also his brother. And then um, of my sister. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. I just knew there were like two more, two more, which I had already met. How so, old were you when like you realized you had another brother? Um... I think when I was looking for my sister, because I think I spent time with my sister when I was from eight years old to mm -hmm. like 10 years old. And mm -hmm. then like, because my dad came out of nowhere and then disappeared again. And then I never heard from my dad again. I never saw my sister again. I didn't really care about my dad. I cared about my sister. So I was like, where's my sister? So for years during like the MySpace era, I was looking for her. But, you know, back then, you know, people use like, you know, like names, you know, they were like, you know shorty on the block or like you know <laughs> yeah. master right, master right. p 1000 so it's like it wasn't easy as facebook was it was uh well you say that you were looking for your sister was there a reason why you were looking for her specifically well like, because you guys had a connection yeah that was a connection that was like my like you know my brother had passed away and that was like the you know the only thing i could bond with was my sister so i kept looking for her. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i saw we we have a cousin and i uh, we went to go see my cousin and then she said you know there's a brother that's in a wheelchair his name's freddie and he's looking for all his siblings. I was like, who the hell is Freddie? <laughs> and then, you know, then she was like, you know, you should, you know, he's he's a really nice guy. You know, he's in a wheelchair, and you know, he everybody, you know, he's trying to hang. He's trying to like put all you guys together. And I'm like, well, how many is it of us? And they're like, well, it was like at that time, she said, there's 18 of you guys. It's like 18 of Whoa. us. It's like, all right, so if you subtract both of us, the one that passed away, my sister, and myself, it was like. I knew of the other, and then I randomly found, remembered about the one in Texas. I was like, okay, so how many other more is it? Mm -hmm. And then as time kept going by, I was like, I end up finding out, which he does. He does not know the full number. The full number is actually thirty-two of us. Yeah. Whoa. Well, you know, I'm not surprised, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie sometimes yeah. misses the details. So if you ever look at the timeline, if you literally like put all the siblings in, like you know, it's, it looks like the timeline from of early man. <laughs> You know, the only reason he'd be at the bottom is because you know, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> but other than that, it's literally like we all look like different evolutions of each other because we're all white. We're all like, you know, we're all either white or and we all look alike. Just like little differences, whether it's the jaw. Yeah, you guys or, definitely but, resemble each other for yeah. sure. Yeah, the only, I say resemblance. Yeah, the only like, you know, like uh, my, my sister and I would have a joke where it's like the only thing we regretted from our not getting from our dad was he had green eyes. So we'd always say if we had green eyes, we'd be, we'd be hoes. Dead ringers. You know, we'd be prostitutes because that, that would be like the, yeah, the check. Well, I mean, a Salvadorian with green eyes, I mean, that's usually, they're usually known as like the players and they have yeah. multiple kids, yeah. multiple I relationships. Mean, yeah. So here's the wacky part, right? So this is where our, our, our history kind of parallels each other. Mm -hmm. Again, I had no idea it was 32 until this bastard told me. Like I was stuck on number 28, you know? He's like, no, dude, obviously you're not paying fucking attention. It's not 28, it's 32. First three words out of my mouth were, what the fuck? Like, you know what the fuck? 32. And he confirmed it. But our history parallels because my mother was the one that told me I had more siblings from my dad. Mm -hmm. And it started with my sister. Same sister he's looking for. So I started looking for my sister while I was in high school. I started looking for her. The first mention I ever had of her was that um, she went to the same doctor's office as I did. Oh. 
And so the nurse at the doctor's office was nice enough to give me her name. She called her and was like, hey, you have a brother who has a disability who's looking for you. Um, and my sister, and then my sister's mom was like, "Sure, give them the information." That's really good because usually they're not yeah, so they willing yeah, to they do, won't that. do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and ju- so I met my sister. I got in contact with my sister for the very first time on my prom night. Hmm. And a couple few months later, so January 2010 is when I meet her for the first time. Um, we didn't have a good relationship. Didn't appear she wanted a relationship with me. Uh, and then fast forward. To sometime in 2011, and now you have this motherfucker sitting in his room with me doing a podcast. Well, how did you feel when you found out you had multiple siblings? I mean, um, a lot. <laughs> I mean, well, like you had an expanded family. I mean, to be honest with you, like, um, and it's probably gonna sound like brutal, but I mean, I really didn't care. Like, uh, oh, okay. the reason the reason I didn't care, it, you know, like him, I I didn't have that dream that he had, that you know, that dream of like, oh, that goal where I want to yeah. I want to meet all. He, his stupid uh, <laughs> dream was like, I want to have us, you know, have like a potluck. You know, all of us like, no, it's not gonna happen, man. I was like, he's like, why? I was like, because I don't. First, I'm not gonna attend. Because mm-hmm. number one, I said I don't want. I don't. I was like, my philosophy was always like, I didn't grow up with you guys. I don't know you guys. I don't need you guys. Until somebody was like, yo, you could use a kidney one day. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I might, I might, I might need, I might need one of these guys. Yeah, one of the thirty-two oh, is gonna give me a kidney. So, but other than that, I didn't want to meet them. And then I think when that cousin said, you know, you should meet him. Uh, she hinted like, you know, he might, you know, you might, you know, it's just a nice thing to do. And I, and to be honest with you, it's going to sound fucked up, but I've, like I said, I'm always honest. It's I true. Like, I was like, eh, yeah, I felt like, you know, I was like, you know what? I was like, I haven't tied that church in a while. I said, I, you know, I'll paint it for it. I was like, I'll just meet this sucker. I said, and see, you know, <laughs> that, to me, that's like tithing. It's better than church, right? Yeah, it's better than church. <laughs> you know, it's, better than, it's better than putting $5 in the church basket. It's the same thing going to him. So right. getting, cool. com- getting communion and having to sit through an hour of. BS basically. Yeah. So I was as I was driving. We I told him I'd meet him at Wheaton Mall in Maryland, mm-hmm. and then as I was driving over there, I got hesitation. I was like, "Yo, I really don't want to do this." And then I was dating a girl named Jocelyn at the time, and she was like, "No, babe, you should really go because he might know where your sister's at." And that was the reason that I I didn't I didn't like you know stand this dude up. I was just like, you know oh, what? Okay. Let me go. Yeah. And then, so when I drove up there, but I felt I don't know I felt iffy. It's like you know I don't know why it's like, and then I'm, I'm trying to be like a dick right, right now, but. Stop saying that. The purpose of this show is for you to be a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, well, I, I, I mean, he has a point because I'm like, nobody. If, if people are listening to it and they don't know him, you know, it's like, right, right. Like, but you know, disclosure to the public. I don't care what your opinion is of him. I respect him enough to let him say it. But yeah, getting to the point here, really quickly. Do you know what the first words were when we met from him out of his mouth? No, I mean, you did tell me, but I, I don't recall. Where's recall. the rest of you? Well, the thing, the thing is, like, for me, when I when I was going over there, and, like, I was walking in the mall, and I was just, like... Where's the rest of he's in, a, he's in a wheelchair. I was, like... You know, I, I for some odd reason, I kept thinking of... I, I kept, you know, visioning a mutant. You know, so I kept, I kept thinking, I was, like, this man's in a wheelchair. He's, he's not, like, a regular human being. And my only idea was either Professor X or one of those kids that snaps, snaps your tickets at the movie theater. Oh, my you God. Know? So I was just like, he's in a wheelchair, you know? So when I saw him and he gave me a hug, I felt like I was like, because he, like, he's literally like lunge trying to give me a hug in his chair. And I was like, I, felt I like was, was happy. I felt like I was hugging, like, you know, like a, you know, flubber. So I was just like, <laughs> I could see you being super yeah, he, happy. He was, was super happy. happy. I, I wasn't. I felt like, you know, this man had COVID way before COVID even existed. <laughs> so I wanted my six feet of distance. But like I said, um, yeah, I hugged him. And then, you know, he, we ended up eating. I bought him some food. And then we started chatting. Wow, he bought you food? That's funny. I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. 
But my whole goal throughout that whole, when I was meeting, it was just ironic. You know, like I said, it, it comes back and hits you in the face because now we're like really good friends. But mm-hmm. it, I still don't it, like you. It literally, the only reason I wanted to talk to him, the only reason I bought him food was because I wanted to know where my sister was at. So I asked him, I was like, hey, man, you know. That's honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I respect. Yeah. Yeah. I asked him, I was like, hey, do you know where, uh, where Fatima's at? And he was like, oh, yeah. He said, he pulls her up in a heartbeat. Of course, she wasn't going by her name. She was going by some like ghetto name, you know, like Honeybee something. I yeah. Was like, oh, I would have yeah. never found that. So <laughs> once I found that, I was just like, so I added her, added her, and messaged her right, like right in front of him. And then at that point, I was like, okay, okay, I, I want to go. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to this Peace. creature anymore. You know, like, um, no, nah, because he, just, I don't know, he reminded me like, a, you know, like of a sitting Gumby. You know, so oh. I, was, I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to him. Who so, needs guests to roast me when we have him for like the next hour? God. And then, you know, and then he's like, oh man, you know, I missed my bus or whatever. He made some lame excuse. And then I did not. I was like, I got kind of pissed. So, like, mentally in Spanish, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, this man wants me to take him home. And the reason I didn't want to take him home was because I wasn't trying to meet his mom. I wasn't trying to meet his family. I, was, I just wanted to meet him there, there, and then well, I'll never see this man ever again. For the record, ladies and gentlemen, let it be known that I did not purposely, A, miss the bus, nor B, do any of that so that he could meet my mom. Because the one thing he told me while he was driving me home, he's like, look, <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Nice to know I have an extra kidney, but I don't want to meet your mom. Lo and right, behold, okay. my mom calls me. She's like, where are you at? You know, I've been tracking you. It's like, yeah, um, my brother's bringing me home. The look on his face, like this motherfucker. Like, like what did I just say? <laughs> well, see, the really? reason I, the reason I didn't want to drop him off home is that I already knew that like mentality of like most most of the other women were like not his mom, but like the other women were like, oh, you know, they started doing the whole timeline thing in front of me because I met like two and o- I hated I, that I met like two other moms like randomly after and they started doing that timeline thing or like. Which one's your mom? Don't put a number on my mom, man. Like, so, yeah, yeah. yeah so, don't do that. Yeah, so, you know, I'm I'm ghetto. So it's like, you know, I don't care if you're a woman. or I'm like, I don't care if you're handicapped. I don't care if you're blind. I really don't care. Like, if you want me to knock you out, I don't, don't say anything about my mom. So mm-hmm. I don't want that whole, well, technically your dad spoke to me. Like, I don't want I don't Yeah, you don't want to so, hear yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm just, that's why I don't like mean moms. And then so, his mom didn't do that, but, you know. So I was just like, I dropped him off, and then what does mom do? She brings me inside and like takes a picture with me next to him. I'm like, come on, come on you gotta be kidding me! You man. think you were uncomfortable? How the hell do you think I was? I was playing along, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> so again, you know, the uh, you know, from my side of the story, it's 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 different, but it all intertwines the same. Right. And here's the fucked up part, right? Like even my sister Fatima, she looked like she didn't want to meet me, mm-hmm. and I went to go meet her during her lunch period at her high school because I couldn't wait. Because I mean, come on now. I grew up I grew up with a stepdad. But I also grew up with that stigma knowing that my mom brought up my dad time and time again. My mom told me the full story and she told me, dude, you had brothers. And I was like, okay, cool. It's, it'd be nice to know that I got family outside of the two, three people that I live with. Right. So and at that time especially, I was kind of linking toward them because A, my sister had officially moved to Houston, Texas, you know, thousands of miles away from me. My brother had already moved in and moved out and was getting ready to join the military, you know, leave Maryland. So in reality, you know, aside, you know, not disrespecting my little brother, but I didn't have anybody. You know what I mean? This is a time at, you know, 20, 22 years old where I just, I didn't have anybody. My brother was gr- too grown for his britches anyway. He was off doing his own thing. So in connecting with these guys, it gave me something. Right. You know what I'm saying? But again, Fatima didn't want to meet me either. 
And, you know, he didn't want to meet me, but we still talked like, what, every seven or eight months. I have surgery in 2012. Lo and behold, this asshole comes to visit me, but he's arm in arm with my sister. Oh. I'm like, okay, that's awesome, right? Like, cool, my brother and sister. My sister had dropped hints on Facebook. I called my sister a lesbian to her face. Never heard from her again. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Never well, heard from well, her see, again. Well, see, the thing about him is that, like, when I first met him, he was, like, extremely, like, he was, like, abroad. He was, like, I was too he, eager. He, he, I was nah, too I eager. eager. He was clingy. There you he, go. He, he was, like a, like, a clingy broad, and I was, like... You know, like a prostitute on eight, you know, 18th Street, man. Like, Thank you. At three, in the, at three in the morning, man. Thank you. With three shots of vodka inside of her, you know, like. Must have been pretty cheap vodka. <laughs> so, yeah, if for him, it's like he became so clingy. And I kept telling him, I was like, yo, chill, man. Like, you know, like for me personally, I never wanted to meet them because I, I grew up like solo dolo, like by myself. I like learned stuff on, on you know, in the street or in school or in life <laughs> by myself. So I can adapt, and for me, it's like when I'll never forget. You know, when uh, when this he calls me like at six in the morning, like years later, and he's like, yeah, well, I don't know what time it was, but I, first of all, I don't pick up my phone for anybody. Um, it's always on. It's always on silent, especially when I'm sleeping. And he's like, he calls me. He's like, you know, Dad died. Oh no, no, no! Don't tell that story. And yeah. no, no, I'll tell it now. And he's like, it wasn't six. It was three. Three in the morning, and I was like. He calls me at three in the morning. First of all, and I, I for some odd reason, call, call it life, or whatever. I didn't put my phone on silent; it was on vibrate, and so I had it under my pillow, and I could hear it going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, "Hello." He's like, "Yo." He's like, "What do you want, man?" I was like, "Are you are you in jail?" He's like, "No." Do you need a blood transfusion? He's like, "No." Are you about to get jumped? He's like, "No." Then what the fuck do you want, man? He was like, "You know, Dad died." I was like, that's what you called me for, man. I said like, you couldn't wait till tomorrow at twelve p.m. <laughs> to to tell me that. Oh, good catch. Like, that's not an important. That's not important news. Like, yeah, you're cold, man. I was like, no. I said because I'm not cold. The thing is, like, if the gas attendant at the 198 Shell gas station died, I would I swear to God, I'd be like in tears because that man gets my three lottery tickets every Thursday religiously, pumps forty dollars on on fucking uh, number nine. And I know I interact with him. Right. I can't feel anything for somebody I've never interacted with. Mm-hmm. Same goes for all my siblings. Same goes for my dad. Like and my uncles, or like I don't care if somebody says, "Hey, man, you know your uncle Chenta died like yesterday." I'm like, "Well, that's too bad, man. That's too bad." <laughs> so his his reaction to it was great. And this is the scenario: is it happened on a night where it was so unexpected but expected. Long story short, I'm wasted coming out of the club. I get a message from my cousin: "Yo, just want to let you know." Your dad died of a heart attack in a gas station in El Salvador. What the fuck? I'm like, I'm coming off out of the bar with puke on my shirt, wasted, you know. And I get the message. And I start calling him. And I'm like, yo, dad died. He's like, he's like, nigga, it is three in the morning, dog. Have a shot of tequila and let me go back to fucking sleep. I'll That's talk exactly to you in what the I morning. Said, yeah, he, he I'll talk to you in the fucking morning. And like the reaction from the other siblings was like so night and day. He didn't give a fuck. Uh, uh, I, but my other two brothers were like in shock, like it was the end of their world. Right. And when I told my brother in Houston that my dad had died, I mean, he let out a cry like fucking free willy. Like he yeah, let my, out my a, sister, she sounded like Bambi, man. Yeah, she, no. they, it was she like a like... sorrowful, it was like such sorrow in their tears. Right. And it made me cry, not because, and I, this is the first time I've admitted this to anybody, I, I was sad that I never even got to you know, come face to face with the guy. You weren't meeting much. Hold on. I know. I know. But the irony of it was that 
I had to sit back and listen to everybody else cry about the death of my dad, and it made me cry. You know what I mean? Right. I grew. I didn't grow up with him, but I had emotion toward him. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas he grew up with him, but he just didn't give a shit. I didn't grow um, up with him. No, he didn't grow up. Okay, so you didn't grow up with him, and I'm part of sorry I said that you didn't grow up with him. And so when he says that, you know, he had to he had to learn everything by himself in life and the streets. It's the exact parallel of my life because I was coached through everything. I didn't start getting independence in my life till I was about 17, 18 years old. And this is because therapists and doctors and teachers were like, look, get your mom's tit out of your mouth and get your ass up and go do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's different, right, when you're paralleled, whereas you have a genuine hustler, you know, doing everything himself. And then you got a guy who pretty much coasted through life. You know, so of course the personalities and the dichotomy is going to be different. But again, to tell you that I had to earn this man's respect. Yeah, so that's well, that's where I'm I'm curious. Like, what was the turning point for you, uh, in like wanting to have a, a, have a better, you know, like I would say closer relationship with Freddie. Um, I, I'd say like um, when I went to go visit him, I. I mean, it sounds, it sounds tell the fu- truth. It, it sounds fucked up because I'm not trying to take any shots at anybody. No, might as well. But it's like. You know, I walked into his room and it was like it was filthy. You know, like I walked into his like his bathroom, it was filthy. I looked at his clothes and it, it just looked. I was like, where the fuck did you get that, man? I was like, looked like he'd been <laughs> sleeping under a bridge for like seventeen years and shit. So like you know, so I was like, so I like, he he knows. Like I showed up to his place literally out of like the kindness of my heart. I was like, you know what? I don't want some any ideas or whatever. I showed up to his place with like five or six like sixty gallon trash bags and like I cleaned his room. Like I cleaned his bathroom, I cleaned everything in his place. I brought him like new new underwear, new freaking uh, new jeans, new okay. sh- new mm-hmm. shorts, new sh- new clothes, like new jackets. I'm like, yo, if you want to hang out with me, I said you cannot present yourself like this. I said, how and old were you at the time? He's he's not gonna say he could drink. I'll say that. Well, about, could, <laughs> this was only about like 10, 11 years ago. Okay, so you were twenty two. Okay, and uh, you're on that. Cusp. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but but it looked like I, I brought this man out of a mental <laughs> asylum, you know. Oh, like, yeah, okay. it, it was that disgusting. I guess I, you know? I wish I would have met you at that time. Yeah, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have been my friend. Like, it, I was, I had again, I had no grasp on life. Yeah. So I, I like, I gave this man like, I brought him the same day. I brought him like, like seventeen toothbrushes, toothpaste, shampoo, because this man to. had shampoo like. I don't know what the fuck kind of shampoo he had, man. But that shampoo looked like that was old shampoo. Yeah, that was like that was like that was it, like his shampoo. It didn't make any sense because the bottle looked like it was made from like you know like from the seventies. Oh, geez. and I was just like, where the fuck did you even get the shampoo from? So I got him shampoo. I got him cologne. I was like, taught him. I taught him how you know how much not don't. I was like, don't be dusting yourself with shampoo. I mean, uh, with cologne. cologne. You know, like you know, like other people. I was like, just three sprays. I said, if you if you get lucky, you get head. One spray at the, <laughs> down at the bottom. I said, but I said, do not, you know, you know, douse yourself in so much cologne. But yeah, that's how much I met because I felt bad. That's pretty much how I started hanging out because I felt bad because I was just like, he's in a wheelchair, he can't walk. <laughs> but as time progressed, I started noticing that he was just lazy. Thank you. Yeah, he was, and I, I would cuss, him, I, I would cuss him out because I was just like, see my, because I have a lot of friends that are like that. At first, they don't like the way I lecture people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you always lecture people. I'm like, first of all, if I lecture you, it's because I've already gone through it. And I don't want you to go through that same door. So if I can prevent you from going to, you know, door number one, door number two, number three, I'm telling you, go to door number four. It's because I already went through all those doors. That's why I don't want you to. It's not because I, I, I think I'm, I, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. So with him, it was like, yo, I said, stop doing this. I was like, get up early in the morning. I said, take a shower every day. I said, 
you know, like uh, use deodorant. I said, yo, I'll come in here and I'll be like, I'd give him a hug and like, yo, you smell like ass. And he'd be like, why you have to say it like that? I was like, well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to say? I was like, you smell like ass. So, so, so that's the way I would I would lecture him throughout all life. I'd be like, yo, get a job. He's like, oh, I, I got this coming. I was like, you know, I was like, no, get a job, man. I was like, you can make more money getting a job. I said, you're getting what nine hundred dollars right now. I said. On the low end, I said a thousand dollars every two weeks or two thousand dollars, you know, every two weeks after taxes. I said, so you can get a job. I said, if anything, man, I said, go. I said, go to AMC theaters. I said, and crack tickets. I said, it <laughs> might you might not make shit. I said, but you'll have some experience. I said, but you got to get out there. I said, because no girl is gonna want a bum ass dude. I said. So you know, and God Almighty, I just got read the Riot Act. Holy shit! Um, if it wasn't for him, and I'm, I'm getting emotional as I say this, if it wasn't for him. None of this would be possible. And I say that because he was the guy. And again, this, this goes to not really having brothers that would lecture you and encourage you. You know, um, he was the guy that got me to start believing in myself. Like he was the guy that turned my whole perspective around. Because again, I was very comfortable just waiting for a government check every month and not doing anything and, you know, just paying rent and coasting through. But, you know, I saw the life that he had. And the life that he had was, you know, he was going out to, to he was hosting and promoting, you know, events at clubs and bars. He was, you know, going out with friends and having these wild ass, like Project X type of parties. And at 22, 23, you want to do that shit. You know, you want right. to be a part of that. Yeah. But you don't know how. And he was the guy that like kind of opened the door for me and kind of, you know, forced my eyes open. It was like, look, this is the life you can have if you really want it, you know? And so, and this has nothing, you know, y'all have heard me talk about my relationships with other people and other people that encourage me. But if you want to know about the person that built this you know, this version of myself with with confidence and respect and self-respect and the ability to tell somebody off or, you know, the ability to look somebody dead in the eye and be like, oh, fuck yourself. You're looking right at it. You're looking right at him. And I look back on my life now, you know, being 32 next week, I look back and I'm like, it's almost hard for me to say, look how far I've come. Well, has he come this far? Like, like compared to when you you said yeah, you cleaned I, his room? I, oh, miles. Oh, yeah. Okay. First, miles, man. Yeah, when I first met him, miles. like uh, like I said, like I've had friends that have literally like distanced themselves because they said I was too harsh when I lectured them. Mm -hmm. And they've come back like five years later, two years later. Even ex-girlfriends have come back. They're like, yo, you were right. They're like, I agree. <laughs> they're like, I've, had, yeah. I've, I've literally had friends who are like, you know. I got my real estate license thanks to you. I, you know, your words stuck to my head. You're like, I got my bachelor's degree because you cussed me out. You, you know, I've had girls, I've had female friends who were like, yo, you calling me a hoe that night really woke me up. I was like, hey, oh. somebody had to call, somebody had to do it. You know, so <laughs> that's the thing. It's like I don't, cause I don't, I don't do it out of like to be a dick or to be. Well, I do do it to be a dick, but I don't do it to be like evil or mean Malicious. or like, to put yeah. somebody to put somebody yeah. down. I do it to be like, yo, wake your ass up. You know, so. That's the same thing I did with him, and he at first he thought I, I I was just doing that with him until he realized I do this to everybody across the board, you know. Even when I when I like um you know when I used to like have an office and I used to like have employees, I fired like six assistants because they, they sucked, 
You know, like they would lie on their resume. You know, they would say that they worked at a law firm, but yet they couldn't put staple, uh, staples in a stapler. And I'm like, how the fuck did you work at a law firm if you can't put staples in a stapler to fire by? You don't have to explain it. You're fired. So, so it's like for me, it's like I like motivating people the harsh way because if you keep patting somebody on the shoulder saying, "Hey, you, don't get nowhere. You're, you're doing the best. You're you know, you're doing the best you can." That's bullshit. Now see, I see again, and that's all. That's the thing. That's, that's all, all he's I've had. Heard. That's all he's had. He's like, "You're in a wheelchair, but you're doing the best you can." No, you're not doing the best you can. You stink today, man. Go back in that shower and go scrub yourself, man. You know what I mean? And again, he would he would, he would literally. I'd pick him up sometimes to go out for a bar, and I'm like, "You're not wearing that." He's like, no what's shit. wrong with my jeans? I was like, no, man. First of all, those jeans look like, they look super. They look like back in the day when Patrick Swayze you know, beat the <laughs> shit out of those jeans, man. I was like, hell no. You're not rocking those, man. So he'd go back. He's like, what do I wear? Wear something else, man. I was like, and I'd pick it out. And I'd get pissed. I'm like, you're wasting my time. I said, man, I got to pick 30 minutes to find something in your, in your shitty room. I said, and I finally pick up some dockers or whatever. I'm like, here, put this on. He's like, that, yeah, that goes on. I said, we're going to daytime. We're not going to nighttime. It's not a nighttime event. You don't need fucking khakis. It's and like, he would grade me. He'd be like, yo, right now you're like a fucking F minus. The shit when, I, I when, I, when I met him, he was clinging on to like, I kid you not. He was clinging on to some, he thought they were Jordan, retro Jordans. They were Jumpmans. And he was clinging on to them. And they had like, the sole had a hole inside of it. The, the the front of it had a hole in it. They, they were like gone. They used, to, was, they used to be black. I, they used to be black, but those were gray. ashy gray. Right? So those shoes, Vaseline would not have done anything to those shoes. Absolutely. So what I what I did was I got him a new pair of shoes, I and did. he was like, please don't do anything to the. I was like, what are you doing with my shoes? I was like, they, have, they hold sentimental value. They don't hold shit, I said. Okay? So I said, I can need, see that with you. You definitely hold a hold lot of sentimental let value. Me exp- let me explain. Let me explain something. So... For example, the outfit that I'm wearing this evening, my head holds failure because this, the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. The jersey is pride because it was Brady's final Super Bowl as a Patriot. Who got me the fucking wardrobe and the Nikes that I'm wearing? Pointing right at him. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So the night he took those Jordans, he he looked at me dead. Now, mind you, we had just come back from wherever we were. He snatches the shoes off my feet. I mean, this shit looked like some gangland murder style shit. He snatched the shoes off my feet. He's like, I'm taking these. It's like, no, you're not fucking taking my shoes. What the fuck am I going to wear? <laughs> I, threw, I, threw, he, I took them. And he took them and he called me while he was on, uh, on, 90, on 95. This motherfucker throws my shoes out the window on the beltway. And he FaceTimed me while he threw my shoes <laughs> out the window. Yeah, I'm driving. Mind you, I'm driving as I'm FaceTiming and as I'm throwing them out the window. And he, he started getting like, oh, like, he started, like, started they, he needed his inhaler. It was, was a shock. It. it was a fucking shock. No, I, sometimes you just gotta let things go. But I mean, again, it's. But it's, did you get him new shoes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every shoe that this man's ever had. After got, those Jordans. The only shoe that he's ever got himself, which I got mad that he did, was an all black pair of Air Force Ones. I liked and them. And I was like, why on earth would you get an all black pair of Air Force Ones? I liked ones? them. I liked but them. But he got them. I gave him, I gave him the credit because it's like the handicapped dress shoe. <laughs> So I was just like, it's cool. I said, you know, yeah, fine. I said, but you're not going out with me with those shoes, man. I said, <laughs> so, no, because I, I learned when I was young that people will will talk to you the way you the way you look. So it's like, it's like for example, like when I was a, I was a property manager for six and a half years. Um, it was funny because sometimes I, you know, like I wear like a lot of like bright colors. So. On a Friday, I'd wear like a hot pink tie-dye shirt and like, you know, shorts, not shorts, jeans and like hot pink sneakers. And like, we'd I'd have contractors come up and they're like, you know, where's the property manager at? I'm like, I'm, I'm the property manager. And they would yeah. look at me like, there's no way you're the property manager. So I stopped doing that because I was like, you know, when I'm in dress clothes, when I'm in a suit, 
everybody respects me even contractors from anybody but when i'm just trying to be like anybody else it's like they weren't so i told them the same thing i said you go to a bar you're trying to talk to a girl but you look like shit and you smell like shit and you're not getting anywhere i said your breath smells like shit you your your back your whole body smells like you reek you, he, this man was like this man was like literally being behind a waste management truck with the windows down during august when i met him oh wow yeah <laughs> that sounds fucked up i know i know <laughs> but it, it was the truth and i i would tell him these truths and he would he would he would get teary-eyed he'd be like you don't know what it's like i don't know what it's like i said but i know what you smell like I said, so then, so. yeah so on the on the opposite side then how did you like not just say you know what f him i'm, I'm done you know like he's just always mean to me like what made you continue the relationship on your side nobody had ever told him that not just that and, and because and, i'm like yeah there's only so much like if you don't know somebody and you're like man i'm just trying to connect with him and he just always you know got something to say the the short version is fuck you made me look like a loser but again here i am um you were one thank you yeah. <laughs> i mean that's okay to say no, i mean no. were you just like looking at it like okay you know what he's right you know i, I gotta change no it, you know it was first of all one, one more particular reason that he and I connect and have the bond that we do. And again, this is not to shit on my family, but this is just what I've seen um, and, and what I've been a part of. He, he's the only person that affords me the respect that I've been looking for. When I first met him and, you know, through all the lectures, what was hard about it was... In my left ear, I had my mom telling me to stay exactly the way I was. In my right ear, I had him trying to better my life. And even though I didn't take it as being, you know, bettering my life then, again, I would watch all of the stuff that he would upload on Facebook from all of the events and everything that he was a part of. And I would question myself, say, why aren't I a part of that? You know, why can't this happen to me? You know, mm-hmm. why? Again, it goes back to what I told you. My sister, my two brothers, you know, they, they, they got to live that life of going out, being stupid, pull, you know, pulling dumb shit. I didn't. Like, I was I was held back. I was held in the house, you know. You're talking I, about your teenage years here. Even in, my, like, even, in my, would... even, even in my early adult years, I was I was very held back. I was very coddled and very held back. It was almost like they didn't want me to experience the real world, but he wanted me to. That's interesting because when I met you, you had you came to RFD with swagger on you. Like you came by yourself. It was not like you came in with anybody. I don't remember you ever coming with anybody. No. And then you would come in with your headphones. You would wheel in. And I remember you kind of were just like, I'm listening to my music. And when I get up on stage, you guys pick me up and then I'll start my set. And and you saw me wearing a, a black leather jacket and a pair of white cement threes. For some reason, I don't I don't remember. You might not remember, but again. But I remember you definitely look like somebody who had been doing this for some time. Right. And Be- I was just like, I don't know who this kid is, but I got to talk to him. Because of, because, <laughs> of, because of Brian. And even though that sounds like I'm giving Brian way too much fucking credit. Like, well, I just look every time somebody comes back in my life and they're like whether like i said whether it's a friend i've had multiple friends or a girlfriend they're like you you were right i'm like damn right i was right you bitch. are no <laughs> damn no, right no, i was right no you know what you are not leaving here with your dick bigger than your arm Fuck. now i'm just saying man. <laughs> um, i'm just saying no because you came in uh like when i would see you at the shows i was just like 
you didn't seem as friendly. You didn't like. You didn't strike me as one of the friendly comics. You definitely didn't strike me as somebody who's like, oh, I'm in a wheelchair. I need some friends. Definitely did not get that vibe from you at all. And I was just like, all right. It maybe. was okay. So have you ever seen Rocky? You've seen Rocky. Yeah. You remember the remember the part of the movie where where Rocky's like, well, how come you didn't pick me, Mick? You know what I mean? Like, you know. And then Rock and then Mick was just like, you want to know why? Because you're a fucking you're a bum. You know, I mean, you could have been one of the greatest fighters of all time, except now you're now you're a two-bit loan shark. And Rocky's like, it's a living. And Mickey's like, it's a waste of living. So that was kind of what it was like in the early years with him. It's like Rocky and Mickey. He was trying to rock, you know, Mickey was trying to get Rocky to believe he would be the greatest of all time. Nobody. Yeah, no, no, like I said, nobody like Nobody had really afforded me that 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 kind of respect. Yeah, I mean, same thing, like I said, same goes with, like, the friends I've had. You know, they they keep telling, you know, they, I have female friends or, like, you know, like, even guy friends or, like, my guy friends will come and be like, yo, why isn't it working, man? Because you keep cheating on every girl that you have. I said, that's why it's not working. They're like, why you say it like that? Because it's the fucking truth. You know, it's like, no filter, just take, you know, the, every every word should be like a band-aid, you know, one motion right off. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, oh, pobrecito, our poor guy. Like, no, fuck that. It's like, you're fucking up because you're either stupid, you're not studying, you're you're a whore, you're you're a hoe, you're, you know, you're, you're not, you know, you're not putting eight hours in, you know, you, when there's, you know, overtime offered, you're not taking it. So you can't say you're broke when there, when there is a job, you know, where they, you don't want to take it. There's overtime. You don't want to take it. You're like, oh, Saturday, I got to do this. Or I'm, or I'm hungover. I'd go to work hungover, man. I, I, I some, There were some nights where I wouldn't even, like, I've done all sorts of jobs. So it's like there are nights where I have days where I wouldn't even sleep. So it's like, don't tell me you can't do it. Don't tell me it can't be done when it can be. Mm-hmm. So and that, for my, that philosophy goes across the board, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're a handicap, whether I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. So has there ever been a time where Freddie's called you on on something and you're and like, don't damn, you he was right. Don't you fucking lie. Now, now let's talk about role reversal, motherfucker. Let's uh, go, there, yeah, I'm curious now. Has there ever let's been a go. moment where, where Freddie, you were like, wow, Freddie got, go. Freddy got me here. Um, let's go. Let's do this now. Freddie's itching now. Okay. No, because let him start with it. Because that's what that's what he won't tell you, right? Like he'll 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 pump his nuts. No, I'm not then, pumping nuts. I'm not pumping nuts. He'll pump his nuts, but then when you kick, but, but, but when you kick him in the nuts with, or in my case, take it's, bro- it's random. He's actually giving me like girl advice, which is so random because okay. like he went from like I mean, from just being like on the sidelines to be like yo. You shouldn't have done this, or you shouldn't have said that, and I'm like, but but see the thing, see the thing that sometimes he fucks up on is that my reasoning, like you, like you said, it's it's not a bad reason. It's I'm not saying something or doing something for like a, the negative. It's like that's why if, if I was, people wouldn't come back. You know, it sucks when the people come back like two years later because I'm like, you, you could have still been my friend, you know, or we could have been you know still dating if you just actually open your ears you know but again what makes us polar opposites is simple remember i told you i don't write anything down mm-hmm. he writes a lot of shit down he just doesn't remember what he writes down and then i come back and i tell him everything he wrote down but in a really fucked up way well he ends up using my own advice on me exactly which to, to, which to me is kind of like cheating because it's like I could no just, i could just be talking to myself no well, well no not really and I, and do, do you mind do you mind if i, I talk about how it began with you with with me? Yeah. So there was a time. There was a time. He didn't say okay. Well, no. Okay. Uh, up to you. I'm just like confused. What do you mean? No, no. Yeah. yeah. So 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 there was a time when I was giving you advice when you were going through personal shit and I was giving you advice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there was a time when he was going through bad shit. He yeah. was very uncertain about the future. 
you know mm-hmm. and i was just and he was just like i don't know man i don't know if it's gonna work out you know i don't know if i'm gonna get that fairy tale ending happily ever after yeah you know things seem so far apart right now yeah. you know you were on the yeah. of, and i just and we were sitting at thousand degree pizza in virginia and we were, i was just like you know what dude just look at it from this perspective the game isn't over yet you know what i'm saying you're calling an end of the game with 10 minutes left in the third quarter bro don't call an end of the game. It's not over yet. And then he was just like, well, how are you so sure? How I, was, I was like, dude, if that clock don't read zero, and if you haven't gotten a definite no out of that shit, it is far, far from over. Lo and behold, I was right. He called me. He was like, bro, I don't know how you did it. Like, thank you for all your I was like, <laughs> what? No, no, no. But I was like, what advice? Dude, I was just, you know, I was just harboring on things that had already happened to me. But see, for me, it's like, I feel like... In a way, and it's it's, it's going to sound fucked up. Of course it is. But I feel like he has that, like, handicap hope. Oh, my God. Where it's like all handicapped people have hope to either walk, <laughs> see, you know, like, you know, you know, they, or, you know, like, hear, like, he's he's always going to have that handicap hope. I to me, a- that To me, that's cheating because it's like, because it, here's the thing. The average person doesn't have that hope. The average person sees life every day, walks life every day, lives life every day. As a handicapped person, you always have that hope where it's like, you know, how many, how many like, I'm not trying to be a dick again, how many surgeries has he had where he, he, he's like, oh, I'm going to walk. And I'm like, you're not walking, bro. <laughs> so, and he'll literally send me a video, like, of him, like, walking for, like, 13 seconds and then he, he dies, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like, then why the fuck you send me a clip of 13 seconds? You wasted my, you wasted my day, <laughs> you know. So, it's like, he's got that handicap hope, which is, which is unfair. Which is for- interesting that you say that because on the opposite side, I've told him, I was like, you know, you don't even use your handicap to your advantage when it comes to comedy. You know, like you. I told him not to because I told him. See? There you go, At the beginning, all he kept saying was like, I'm in a chair. I'm in it. I was like, fuck your chair, man. I said, need to be honest with you. No, no, I'm you- not saying that he needed to talk oh. about stuff like that. But I was just like, you could parlay that into bigger venues, you know, like. You, oh, yeah. You- I, I would tell him to talk about his chair. I'm like, yo, you know, like talk about, you know, easy parking, talk about this, talk about that. But I would try to give him like different jokes. Like I was, I, you know, one joke that was really like had a lot of my friends laugh when I would say it. It's like, yo, have you ever, but he didn't know how to say it or deliver it phrase it yeah yeah so it's all because i always told him jokes are about delivery i was like you know have you ever looked at somebody on the train or on the bus on the you know bus and, and you just know they're hiv positive <laughs> you know and then he was like i can't say that man i was like i was like, and he tried to do it i was like but he couldn't deliver it mm-hmm. so it's like that's a, it's a funny joke because we've all seen somebody that you're like yeah that person's hiv positive but he couldn't say it so i was like don't worry scratch it i'll write something else for you yeah no no for for me it was more like he didn't make the connections that i had already made you know like i was like telling him, i was like okay i'm you know i would name drop some comedians he's like who's that i was like you don't know who that is i was like that's a local comedian does this room and i would be like you just have to make the connections all you got to do is just get up on stage because the thing that you have that a lot of comedians don't have is that the first thing they see is your wheelchair. What is it that you said? I was I was a I was a free agent, not even signed to a team. I was yeah, you, I was like, you can go anywhere you want. I was like, the improv is within within reach for you, just based on on your disability. I just was like, you just got to make the connections. Yeah, you're not, would, you're not making the connections out there. I would tell him, I was like, look, because when I like during the time that I was you know getting to know him through the years, I was like, yo, I was like, I don't mean to be a dick, I said, but you know, I was like can you fuck <laughs> and he, you know he was like he started laughing he was just like 
yeah, I can fuck. And I was just like, oh. I mean, I was like, hey, I mean, it's a, I'm curious. You know, I'm a human being. I was like, I don't know. I was like, you know, can you? I was like, so I was like, can you, you know, I, I, I can, he's like, I can, I can, I can do this. I can do that. I was like, oh, I was like, that's, that's damn. I said, I'll give you props. I said, you know, when was the last time you did it? That's when he, the last time he did it, was, you know, I'm not trying to put his business out. Yeah. I was just like, ha, oh, god damn, bro. I was like, that's a long time ago. I was like, but I told him, I said, look, nothing is out of reach. If he, you know, if he applies himself, it, it's just really not. Because I, I literally text. He got mad. I, I called him because I was in the gym like uh, last week, and I see I see a guy with like no legs, like completely, like he was he, he, amputation. And this man's like, this man's buff as shit. And I'm like, and that first thing that registers in my mind is, is this <laughs> slob? Is this slob? And I'm over here like, how the fuck is, is you know, is Freddie Madden? Not not in shape, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what you call me, Freddie? Man, yeah. I love it, man. Because I'm like, how's this man not in shape? And then this dude is in shape. I mean, that dude, that man had no fat on him. And I'm like, and he's not. He wasn't. He didn't have an aid. He was literally putting himself, struggling to get himself on the machine to the point where I felt bad. I wanted to just carry him, and be like, here you go, sir. <laughs> you know? Because I'm like, he probably would have got mad. Yeah, at he you. probably would have got mad at me. Yeah, he probably would have you know, punched me and put me in a coma. So you know. Again, the uh, the comparisons are beautiful because he's Brian is the type of person, no bullshit, where whether it's now or in the early days, whenever I had a problem, I would reach out to him. Whenever I had a question, the answer to every question was because you're handicapped. No bullshit. It's like, yo, Brian, man, I got a problem. I'm depressed. You know, this girl broke up with me. Because you're handicapped? I was like, what the fuck, dude? Can we get serious here for like two seconds? Well, because I mean, I mean, I mean, it's like, the thing but, is, like, again, with him, it's like, if you keep going around and around and around, at the end of the day, it all stems from him being he, handicapped. He, it's like, you know, like, we I had cousins that didn't, that did not want to hang out with him at all. I told him, I was like, look, I said, in life, you reach out two times to people. I said, the first time, you know, it doesn't work out. The second time, you reach out and they turn your hand away, you don't reach a third time. He had the tendency he wanted to reach seven times. Oh, yeah, and seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. times. Yeah, and I told him, you need to stop doing that. I said, because all you're doing is throwing your face on the floor. I said, and you're, you're allowing people to just wipe the floor with you. I said, you ask, it doesn't matter if it's a girl, it's family, whoever it is. I said, you ask to hang out with somebody or be with somebody or be a part of somebody's life two times. But after the second time, they say no, then you find somebody else. I said, this whole world is full of people. So to, I'm just curious how, how you were raised because you, you seem very definite about a lot of things. You know, like well, a lot of things you, you seem to be like when you when you meet people, I think you get a very good sense of, of what they are. You can definitely if you see a repeated you know, mistakes or they, they tend to repeat the same things and you call them out on it. But I'm just wondering, like, where did that come from? Like, was that something that you just you were always like that even as a child? No, or was that I, mean, more I, was, like, I was raised by like a, a strong ass woman mm-hmm. um, who literally said, you know, like in one hand, there's I have love and the other hand, I have a, a, a leather belt. So <laughs> yeah. it was like for me, that's the way I grew up. So it's like, you know, to the point where like we lived in the hood, um, but she would have never known it the way we were dressed, the way we carried ourselves. Like, you know, like everybody knew, you know, don't fuck with Brian's mom, whether they were, you know, we lived in an all black neighborhood. You know, we would have we would hear gunshots outside. We ah, were, my we, childhood. My, my my neighbor got. Uh, I I'll never forget when like the U.S. Marshals knocked on our door and they're like, "Do you know this guy?" And we're like, "That's our." Na-. We didn't say anything. We were like, "That's our neighbor." I was like, "No, we never seen that guy." And then like five minutes later, all you hear is like somebody getting beat the hell out of outside. Mm. And we open the door and the U.S. Marshals are yelling. I don't know how the dude could withstand fourteen U.S. Marshals, 
I mean, that dude must have been on like crack or something, but that man was strong as shit. He beat we, the shit out of 14 years Marshall? They were 14 years Marshall trying to hold him down. So the next day we open the door, there's blood on the ceiling. There's two teeth on the corner. I'm like, this, this man really, you know, really went down, you know. But the point is, like, my mom was like literally like real strict. So people would ask me, like, you know, how can the same question you just asked me? They were like, I was like, I'm not afraid of police. I said, I'm not afraid of a judge. I'm not afraid of jail. I'm, not, you know, going to prison. I said, but I said, I'm afraid of letting my mom down. So I said, for me, I said, if, you know, I don't like I said, I don't mind going to jail. If my mom wasn't around, shit, fuck it, I'll go rob a bank right now. You know, not even <laughs> thinking about it. I'm pretty sure I could get away with it some way, somehow. But wow. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm not afraid of it. But letting my mom down was like, nah, you don't want to let your mom down. So it's like she raised us right. And um, yeah, that's, that's just the way I am. That's the way I've navigated myself through work, through jobs, through women, through if I see a red flag, sometimes I stay because I'm an idiot. Or sometimes I just walk away. Mm-hmm. But um, same thing with jobs. I'm like, I'm always, I'm always at work. I remember at my, the job where I was a property manager for six and a half years. Never took a vacation. Even when I was sick, never took sick leave. Um, just You just keep at it. What do you do now? Now I open up a store. It's, uh, it's Bryson Emporium. It's in Savage Mill. Uh, we sell, it's a vintage shop. So we sell anything that's nostalgic. It's, um, whether it's comic books, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, uh, retro Jordans jerseys vintage caps watches uh jewelry we pretty much sell anything that's nostalgic or that's you know that that adapts to it got any new red sox gear uh, any red sox gear we always give it to him like when he was like when i was hearing the podcast and i heard you were like a, a mets fan i was like shit i was like every time we do get a mets stuff we sell it like mm-hmm. pretty fast so we're like we rarely get Mets stuff so i was like i kept looking around oh, and yeah. i was that's like okay where are we gonna get like a, i was like where do we have mess up and then like the monkey is literally hanging i didn't know our, nothing about that yeah, on one of our hooks and i'm like and I, i'm literally like i was today i was like cleaning the floor and then um because we're gonna like have, have a huge sale during you know throughout the whole time i'm not i'm not at the store so i look up and i'm like motherfucking monkey. i was like <laughs> i was like yeah, it's literally right in my face so i pull him down and then as i'm bringing out more stuff because we have like a little storage section i see like the Mets, uh, the Mets ball. I was like, oh, perfect. I was like, and then I was hearing yesterday when I was like uh, putting more stuff on the floor. I hear that you were like a, a Knicks, Knicks fan. Knicks fan, yeah. And I've had that Mitchell and S Knicks hat right there in my face, and I'm like, perfect. I was like, because I didn't want to come empty-handed or anything. Oh, like thank you. Yeah, that's no, no, awesome, no. man. Uh, that was so. that was definitely unexpected. I definitely when the well, battery uh, unfortunately passed, died, but yeah. I'll get uh, I'll get another one. Um, but. Um, so what was what at, at your store? I would, what would I'm just curious. Like, what would you say is like been the one that uh, like the the item that you've coveted the most, um, or and probably people would buy immediately. Uh, to, or be, bought- to be honest with you, when we open up the store, uh, I opened up the store with my brother uh, Will. But when we opened up the store, it literally like the we had like I don't know like two sections of the wall like covered with red, brand new retro Jordans, and rare ones that you know people hadn't seen and nobody bought them what so we were like what and the thing is our our philosophy at bryson is that we're not going to charge you what you know what uh stock x uh goat or flight club because if you we're gonna charge you the same thing you might as well just go to them mm-hmm. so we're always like twenty dollars thirty dollars cheaper than everybody else so if you come in and you're like well i found the same shoe same size brand new in the same condition for you know 250 you have a 270 we'll give it to you for 250 so it wasn't Jordans. It wasn't like we have old starter jackets, old you know, like a lot of old stuff, chalk line jackets. 
It was Star Wars stuff. Star Wars. Star Wars oh. and Pokemon. Okay. Like st- I have had kids come in there with like for um, what's that game kids play nowadays? Um, Fortnite. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of Fortnite action figures and like Monopoly sets. Those went out in a heartbeat, and I'm like, out of all the things I said that we have, we're a vintage shop. Anything not, in not, particular about Star Wars that people were buying or that you well, guys had? Well, the thing like, apparently is that there are a lot of Star Wars heads around there. I mean, I, we've had people come up there and like we had a guy from New York. Who's, uh, I think he's he's a police officer. He literally like rolled up his sleeve and he had like little you know Boba Fett on his, on his <laughs> arm. And I was like, oh shit! Like, I was like, all right, I believe you. You're a real fan. So we've had another guy come up there. He had like um, he does cosplay and he was like, yo, if you get any more Star Wars stuff, let me know. And I'm like. I was like, damn. Well, I was trying to stay away from Star Wars, but Star Wars and Pokemon cards. We have people literally come down, sit down in this chair, and go through all the Pokemon cards. And like, oh, I'll buy this, I'll buy this, I'll buy. And they come religiously because they're like, how often do you get it? I was like, we get new stuff in every single day. Wow. So I said, the thing is, it's one of one. So it's like we get like you know like a Patriots jersey, a Brady jersey. We're not, we don't have twenty jerseys. We have one mm-hmm. size large, size medium, whatever size we might have. That's all we have. So that's the that's what brings people in because like when we first opened up we also had like a N64 jungle like the great jungle green mm-hmm. which is one of the rarest and most expensive N64s brand new in the box. Well, that lasted like I think what five hours. <laughs> Somebody was like, "I'll give you four hundred dollars." Like, wow. Yeah, because you could put it online for like about like seven eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Especially now, if you grade the box, you're looking at like two grand. So we had N64 systems, we had uh, Jordans, we had uh, now we're now we're finally done with Jordans. We don't have any more Jordans. We have like one pair of Jordans that's like still, damn still lingering there. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. We have we still have other shoes there, but like I said, we get brand new clothes all the time. When I went to Guatemala like uh, two what two months ago for a month, and I brought back like so much clothes from Guatemala, and that's been selling like really a oh, lot. Wow. Yeah. So what has has there been anything that that came to the store and you're like oh I gotta buy this before I put it out to the public or are you having um no because like um the thing is like for me it's like I don't know it's like whoever I meet in, in life it's like if I learn something from them I adapt it to myself so it's like I met somebody they were like you know if you're not where you want to be in life or if you're not what you want you know you're not really where you want to be you don't need it. So I was like, I literally took that and like I absorbed it. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I really don't need this. So I'm trying to like become like a minimalist where it's like I'm getting rid of more. I mean, I used to have like 364 brand new pairs of shoes in, in boxes. But because I was working in an office, you would see me like in the same two dress shoes. So the point where it was like, why am I buying all these sneakers if I don't need them? Right. So now like, I don't have any Jordans. I have like, I, I have like what? I'd say six sneakers. It's just ironic because I, you know, like we sell sneakers. I could have any sneaker that I want, but I just have six sneakers, and they're like New Balance, Asex, and like Vans, mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable with that. Right. You know, my my closet was like, geez, my closet was huge. So it's like I have so much clothes that people were like, people ask me like, hey, where'd you get that? I've never seen that before. I'm like, yeah. Now it's like I still have a lot of clothes, but not compared to what I used to. So it's like I'm literally like just, you know, breaking it all down because I really don't need it. That's cool. I've been silent most of the time because I'm just in awe of the whole thing. But you know, and it's it's really funny because again, we never did get to that. Where did the relationship turn? But here's the funny part about you know his store. So I'm a Jersey salesman. You know, completely different from what he does, but it's all the same. Sometimes this bastard will leave me in like pure astonishment, like just pure astonishment. One particular day, he was like, yo, go to my Instagram, check out the photos we uploaded. 
I fucking scroll onto his timeline, dude. He's got a fucking Willie Stargell jersey. Oh, nice. But the beautiful thing, he doesn't know. I don't know, even know who he is. He doesn't know who Willie Stargell is. Oh, man. It's like so Pittsburgh. It's, so it's like, I, I look at him and I'm like, dude, like, no, no shit. I called him like 10 seconds after looking at the photo. I was like, are you sure you priced that correctly? How much did you price it at? Or how much was it? How much did you price it? 35 bucks. 35. I was like, dude. What what, uh, was it? A Mitchell and Ness? It was a Mitchell and Ness. For $35? I was like, dude. I was was like, Brian. But what size? Was it like a a, a typical, like, large, extra large size? I mean, here's the thing. It's like, you know, like, he's right about that. I'll give him that. I'll finish the story. Go on. But the thing is, it's like, for us, it's like, I grew up, I started off um, before I was a property manager selling toys at at toy, toy fairs. So I know everything there is to know about toys. Now, I won't say like everything, but I know all, I'm very knowledgeable about toys. I'm like a huge nerd. So I always tell them, I'm like, I'm a pro- professional hood nerd. Dork. So, yeah. Jackass. So it's like, <laughs> I have my professional side in the office, and then I'm a, like a hood dude, and then I'm also a nerd. So it's like, I know everything about toys, and then we got into clothes. I've always been, we've always been to clothes, but we've been to like Japanese clothes, European clothes. So it's not until we started getting some more into vintage clothes, we realized that a lot of people are paying top dollar for clothes that's like t-shirts that are made in the u.s from back in the day from the 60s 50s as long as it's stamped made in the usa 100 percent cotton not if it says made in guatemala you know made in korea like nobody wants that you know, at least here they don't want it even if it's vintage mm-hmm. they want made in the u.s so we had like a rolling stones t-shirt that was you know stamped made in the u.s from a tour we sold it for about 375 dollars wow that dude went off went off to sell it for 725 <laughs> you know we're not butthurt about it you right know? yeah you know so yeah. it's like it is what it is but when it comes to jerseys it's like that's a whole different world so that's where i give him props because he literally will look at jerseys and be like oh you know you know this is uh when he was in his rookie year when he only scored you know like 10 points i'm like hey, look i don't know any shit yeah, about the sport. only the only time i would see like a, a <laughs> official jersey for cheap would be if it's like a small or a medium like this is, one a, of medium. Those this si- is a medium oh yeah so then but, then that explains but, it. but no but so, so, so there are two two things i want to tell you so the first part was he said yo you see the photo i was like yeah dude did you do you did you price that correctly he's like yeah man 30 bucks I was like, take that shit down right now. He's like, why? What the fuck? Is it fake? Is it down? I was like, dude, that's Willie Stargell, one of the greatest Pittsburgh Pirates ever of all time. I was like, dude, that's no less than 125, especially if it's a medium, 125, 150. No, I disagree no, with you no, there. No, 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 no. But it was in pristine condition. It doesn't matter. It's like you have to, if you have one of those small sizes, they're so difficult. Yeah, but to even sell. still, and then this, but even still, he still wound up getting a nice penny for it. And nice. that's because, yeah. and that's because I yelled at him about Willie Stargell. And yeah, he doesn't know sports. So, what in, in, the, <laughs> in the early days of Jersey City, if you will, um, he gave me, he, you know, one of the things that I got from him was a, a Kevin Durant, uh, Seattle Sonics jersey. Oh, not Oklahoma, not Oklahoma City Thunder. Not yeah, that's th- rare because he only played one season there. Yeah, I told you. I knew, that. I knew that. I, thought, I was like, yo, not Oklahoma City, not Golden State, not Brooklyn. It was Seattle. Right. And he's like, dude, what the hell is so special about this jersey? He's like, a guy offered me for uh, three hundred for it, but I turned it down because of free. I was like, dude, he was the last number one pick in Seattle history. Right. He only played there one year before they moved to Oklahoma City. And he was just like fucking flabbergasted. He had to Google it and Wikipedia it mm-hmm. to make sure I was telling the truth. 
Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know where he like. I, I mean, I always make a joke. I'm like, yo, he knows so much. He's so knowledgeable about sports, and I always say that he is because he does. He can't walk, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like wow. you know, all the energy wow. that he would focus into his legs went to his brain. He we, stole I, that from I, Ralph. I just thought. He I thought, stole that from you know, Ralph. I was just like, well, maybe as a kid, you went to a lot of games because you got no. You know, believe God. it or not, no. But the thing about me, when I'm not watching porn. I'm watching like sports documentaries. Like, like the, I not only do I love sports, but the one thing I love more than sports is sports history. Mm-hmm. That's why you'll see me. That's why we talk about the ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentaries, right? Or that's why I'll spit a fact that you don't know about. You know about the Mets or whatever. You know because you didn't think I knew about Doc and Daryl. No, I didn't think you knew. About and them. again, I, dude, the, the one thing I love more than sports is sports history. In fact, I was up till four a.m. this morning watching like Thirty for Thirty documentaries. Not because I couldn't sleep, but because I was high as fuck and I was watching thirty for thirty. Well, I gotta say that street basketball one that they just the mixtape, the greatest mixtape. That was oh, that, that was, was awesome. Spe- it was good, but then it was terrible the way they ended it. Well, they basically were like, oh, you know, like they give you the the, the how it started, yeah. and then but how as, it ended was terrible. As they get to like the middle, they're like, yeah, nobody cared after two thousand six, the end. And I was just like, <laughs> what happened? I was like, there were so many other players. There was so much. Ha- things that happened in the early 2000s they just completely glossed over it and it was just like yeah it was a fad it went over you know it was so, over. yeah and so like you know there was one time where he he pulled out a, a red a red okay redskins he pulled out a redskins jersey and he calls me he's like dude who's this number five i was like okay number five give McNabb. me a moment i was like ah there you go <laughs> no McNabb. he he had a mark ripping jersey oh, and mark didn't Rippen. even know oh, it okay okay and it was shocking yeah, because it was a practice jersey. It was a practice jersey, and they were extremely, it was extremely rare. So I was just like, oh, I had both colorways. So it was like, perfect. Did you ever sell it? No, no, we haven't even put it up. So, so you're not into sports at all. Nothing kind of gravitates. Did yeah, you, did I mean, you play my, my sports. Are you growing up or no? Yeah, like it's, it's like when I when I meet like girls like online, they'll be like, hey, so what kind of, what sports are you into? I'm like. Hustling. I was like, hustling. I was like, oh, that's my sport. I was like, shopping and hustling. That's because I can, I can out. He, I mean, it's Sorry, like, like all I've been doing since I was a kid was hustling. So that's why, like, when I, when I, when I try to motivate him, I'm like, yo, I said, if you're broke, it's because you want to be broke. I said, you know, there's always a way. Even, even if you're making the bare minimum, you're paying your bills off, you're good. I don't, to me, that's not a bad thing. You know, if you're paying off your bills and you're, you're, you're broke after paying your bills. You're solid. So it's like that's how my that's son- how he met me when I was like when, when kind of when he was like, I remember I showed up to his house when because uh, some guy would be money and I showed up to his he can tell you the story. <laughs> so it was Christmas time. He didn't know what to get me for Christmas, and next day this guy shows up at my house with a bag full of polo shirts, um, some okay. pants, and a fucking stereo. And we're talking about like MP3 Connect stereo. I was like, dude. Thank you. Where the fuck did you get all this? It was like, yeah, but some guy owed me 400 bucks, and uh, we may have gone in there and taken his shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he was he was present. He was present when we when we walked into. His yeah, house. I was say, he's like, so we, yeah, so it was my friend really? and I. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you got your you got the money. And he was like, no. Yeah, it's kind of like a movie. He's like, he's like, no. Nah. He's like, he started giving me the burnaround, but I saw that they were Ralph Lauren outlet bags. So he obviously has money to shop. So I said, well, if you don't have it, I said. We'll see what's in the bags. So he, t- <laughs> so he took the bags, but I told him, I said, the way I look at it is like, he could have offered me like a $400 jersey. That, that $400 jersey is not $400, my, my money. <clears throat> to me, that jersey is $10. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look around your room, your apartment, your house, and I'll add up my 400 
So, you know, <laughs> mind so, you, as a, so as a secondhand got, out consumer, of that, out of that, I got an iPod. I got, you know, like an iPod. I got some Beats, 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 and then I got him his clothes. So that's breaking even for me. He could have been like, oh, that jersey's signed by Tom Brady. I don't give a fuck about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So Over here, that you know, like I'll give that's to me. That's a ten dollar to to him. That's like a three hundred dollar jersey to me. That's a ten dollar jersey because it doesn't mean anything to me. And plus, you owe me money. So plus, you're wasting my time. So I took his stereo. I took his. Uh, well, his Ralph Lauren. Yeah, all his Ralph Lauren bags, which was like about three bags full. Like he, had, he dude got underwear perfectly his size too. It was perfect. So he, no he, got, he got a whole rack of clothes and a stereo, <laughs> and you know, and I got an iPod, some Beats, and uh, I forgot what else I got. Like a Marvel. Like he had the dude was a nerd, so he had like a Marvel book. I was like, I like this book, man. I was like, so I'm taking. <laughs> so and the, I'm starting to wonder if anything that I'm wearing right now is legitimate from you. It's legitimate, yeah, it's legit. Um, yeah. So, but so, that was me back in the day. Correct. So it's like to oh, hold on. To, we're gonna have to probably we're gonna have to take a break because we're already over an hour, and I don't want it to to oh, die out. All right, cool. Break. All right, so let's take a quick break right now. Over an hour, dag. Yeah, we got an hour and, and almost five minutes. How do you do that? Switch in the back. This one? Yeah.